Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And you know, for our Christmas shows, we did a letter from Virginia to Santa, and people responded really well. So we wanted to kind of do another show just like that, you know, about a life story. And we wanted to visit just another one today, right? Right. One of the concepts that we talk about all the time is that life goes moment by moment, choice by choice. Mm -hmm. And so what choices you make dictate how not only your life goes, but how it can influence other people. Oh, okay. So today we're going to talk about a letter. I'm going to read it that was posted uh, as a story. A taxi driver, one patron that he had that really changed his life and really flipped how he saw things just one random day. Really? And okay. so we want to talk about that. And then at the end of the show, Margaret Owens, one of my good friends, mm-hmm. has a song. And it's called Nobody Gets a Dance for You. And we're going to play that song because it really fits with this. It goes with the whole uh, theme goes of with it. the whole theme of it. And I think you'll love the song. But yeah, it really is that concept that we're social beings, that we need other people in our life. Even though we're born alone, we die alone, right? <laughs> life goes by our choices. And if, as an adult, all of our choices are ours, right? If right. you're 10, then then no, they're not. But as an adult, we make our own choices. So we make our life what we make it. That was one of the rules of Santa, right? The lessons right. of Santa, right? That he said, you, your life has meaning and goes the way that you make it, and you can start right now. Absolutely. And that is kind of what this story is about, um, that we have our perceptions, our assumptions, that we're really our own individuals, even mm-hmm. though we have our own wants, our own needs, most of which are unseen, right, <laughs> to other people. But other people can really influence and paradigm shift us uh, in an instant if we pay attention. And oh, if we're true. in the moment, those are those things that we really need to pay attention to that what's going on around us. We did a show, Magic Still Happens, with our mm-hmm. friend Shelly Tackett and her song, Today's another one of those, I think, aha moments that we have all the time. We just don't pay attention to. I get, I'm get. i telling you, that is absolutely 100% true. All the time, there's these moments that just make you go, wow, I didn't even right. see it in that light. And I do try, and I'm not always successful, I'll be quite honest with you, to really recognize those moments. But I do have, personally, a, a few ones that just really stick out for me. So I definitely understand that most people can let this go past, but man, really try to get in there and start seeing these things, right? Right. Well, it comes down to, you know, again, we talk about choices and making decisions. Mm -hmm. And we did a whole show on the eight steps of the decision-making process. Yep, yep. And that most people never get to the actual step (laughs) of making a decision. We're reactive, we're responsive, rather than actually making a choice. And I think that is what really hurts us sometimes of not seeing those moments. Well, is it because we you think that we're always in a panic? Like we have to make that decision right now? You know, no, I, I think we're busy. Ooh, I think life good, is yeah, busy. Yeah. And I think we're tired, uh, especially with this COVID point. and everything going on, even though we have more time at home. I mean, you're working from home and people are around their people more. But I'm not sure that we're seeing those people any more today than we did before because I think we're tired. 
Yeah, I got to tell you, it does seem very tiring, you know, that of mm-hmm. late. And but I, that's a great point, I think, because we are busy. You know, we have to choose whether we're going to make a meal or just stop by and get a pizza. I mean, those are just mm-hmm. some of those things that. Well, are we going to go out to eat and be risky? Or are we not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. What's going on with the numbers today? You know, I mean, the the world we live in right now is is a very dangerous place. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. really interacting with other people is hard. It is, yeah. And then it, being terrified of those situations is just equally as numbing. Stressful. Yeah, right, right, exactly. It just puts you in a, in a paralysis state, if you will, a lot of times. But there's still all that need out there. It was interesting. I was watching Grey's Anatomy because they were doing this whole thing on COVID. And one of the doctors had said, you know, that she hadn't seen a heart patient or a stroke victim in weeks. And she knows they're still happening, but people aren't coming to the hospital. That is true. That is wild. And it's there's so many people that are not getting the help that they need. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes right into this of the choices that you make and how are you showing up for your neighbor and how are you showing up for your family when you can't show up? Right. Yeah, and I tell you, thinking about those eight decisions that you can process what you want to happen. Because most people, like you say, they just react. Right, and you got to see people. You just have to see them. You, we want to be seen. Other people need to be seen. It, it, even in the world that we're living in today, you, you got to see people. Yes, and definitely take that time to see the person. And it could be the person right in front of you that you don't see Well, anymore. I think a lot of times those people that we live with are the ones that we see the least. Yes, because we take for granted. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, 100%. So you have this story. It's from a taxi driver. And what what kind of is it about? Well, one ride shifted his whole paradigm on the what he valued as important. Okay. And so I kind of want to, I'll read it, and then uh, maybe we can talk about it. And I think it, it moved me anyway, so I hope it's not boring for people that were reading another <laughs> letter. But it, when I read it, I thought, oh, my God, yes, we just have to pay attention. We really just need to pay attention and show up for those people that are on the fringe that are not seen. Right, right. You know, I see you, you see me, we have our people. The, the 80% of people in this country don't have a close friend, which means they're not seen. Yes, and that's a very lonely place to be. And it's especially a lonely place to be right now. Yeah. So you found this, and you're going to read this, so then that way people can kind of feel what's happening with this particular story. So Right, this is, a, this is one man's true story, but it's all of our story. If we pay attention. Ah, okay. I think it's all of our story because we can all have these moments. We all do have these moments. It's just how often do we actually see them play out and how often do we pay attention. And this is from a taxi driver. Right. Okay. He says, I arrived at an address and honked the horn. After waiting a few minutes, I honked again. Since this was going to be my last ride of my shift, I thought I was just going to about drive away. But instead, I put the car in park and walked up to the door and knocked. Just a minute answered a frail, elderly voice. I could hear something being dragged across the floor. After a long pause, the door opened. A small woman in her 90s stood before me. She was wearing a print dress and a pillbox hat with a veil pinned on it, like somebody out of the 1940s movie. By her side was a small nylon suitcase. The apartment looked as if no one had lived in it for years. All the furniture was covered with sheets. There were no clocks on the walls. No knickknacks or utensils on the counters. In the corner was a cardboard box filled with photos and glassware. Would you carry my bag out of the car, she said. I took the suitcase to the cab, then returned to assist the woman. 
She took my arm and we walked slowly towards the curb. She kept thanking me for my kindness. It's nothing, I told her. I just try to treat my passengers the way I would want my mother to be treated. Oh, you're such a good boy, she said. When we got in the cab, she gave me an address and then asked, could we drive through downtown? It's not the shortest way, I answered quickly. Oh, I don't mind, she said. I'm in no hurry. I'm on my way to hospice. I looked in the rearview mirror. Her eyes were glistening. I don't have any family left, she continued in a soft voice. The doctor says I don't have very long. I quietly reached over and shut off the meter. What route would you like me to take, I asked. For the next two hours, we drove through the city. She showed me the building where she had once worked as an elevator operator. We drove through the neighborhood where she and her husband had lived when they were newlyweds. She had me pull up in front of a furniture warehouse that had once been a ballroom where she had gone dancing as a girl. Sometimes she asked me to slow in front of a particular building or corner or would sit staring into the darkness saying nothing. As the first hint of the sun was keezing the horizon, she suddenly said, I'm really tired. Let's go now. We drove in silence to the address she had given me. It was a low building, like a small convalescent home with a driveway that passed under a porch. Two orderlies came out to the cab as soon as we pulled up. They were solicitous and intent, watching her every move. They must have been expecting her. I opened the trunk and took the small suitcase to the door. The woman was already seated in the wheelchair. How much do I owe you, she asked, reaching into her purse. Nothing, I said. You have to make a living, she answered. There are other passengers, I responded. Almost without thinking, I bent and gave her a hug, and she held on to me tightly. You gave an old woman a little bit of joy, she said. Thank you. I squeezed her hand and then walked into the dim morning light. Behind me, a door shut. It was the sound of a closing of a life. I didn't pick up any more passengers that shift. I drove aimlessly lost in thought. For the rest of that day, I could hardly talk. What if the woman had gotten an angry driver, or the one that was impatient to end his shift? What if I had refused to take the run, or honked the horn once and then driven away? On a quick review, I don't think that I have done anything more important in my life. We are conditioned to think that our lives revolve around great moments, but great moments often catch us unaware, beautifully wrapped in what others may consider a small one. Life may not be the party we hope for, but while we're here, we might as well dance. I mean, damn. Okay, and I know we don't cuss on the show, but wow. That is amazing. And this is a true story. story. Right, and I think that that's really interesting that, you know, that he was very aware of, what if I hadn't done this? What if I hadn't been that moment? Had just left because Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was anxious. What if he hadn't paid attention? He might not even have heard her. How many times, you know, I can say, am I on my phone? Do people that I truly care about are talking to me? And how many times do I have to go back and say, okay, yeah, I wasn't listening? You know, (laughs) all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. And I think that is what got me with this more than anything. You know, that statement that people may not remember exactly what you did or what you said, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. That is 100% true in this story. I mean, it just sit there and think and let that absorb in for a moment that this guy is self-reflecting. I mean, he spent mm-hmm. the whole rest of his shift self-reflecting on this one moment in time, something that will stay with him forever. Yeah. This will never leave we hope him. So. Yeah. 
and you'd like to think, because of course the story doesn't say that the next day he became a better person for it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. That's amazing, though. I mean, and think about some of those things in your life that we can just ponder on and rethink and rehash. And I don't know. I think you could find some gems in there. Well, there was a Buddhist quote that I found that said, enjoy the little things. For one day, you may look back and realize they were the big things. Mm, that's oh, true, I man. can tell you so many of things that I can look back of people that are not in my life at this moment for a multitude of reasons and say, oh my, those little things are now those big things that I remember that make me cry, that make mm-hmm. me happy, appreciative mm-hmm. for those moments with those people. And But how can we do that in the moment, right? I mean, I know a lot of moments I can say, I'm having a moment, right? right, <laughs> right? right. You know, I'm aware that, this moment is special, that this time right now is something I'm going to value, whether it be, you know, a holiday or, mm-hmm. right, this is a first or this is a last that is a moment. Okay, those are big moments that are big moments. Right, right. How many small moments do we lose that could be big moments? And at least for somebody else. It may not be for you, like it said, well, but, you know, said, how, exactly. it could be a huge moment for somebody else. I mean... I, I guess we'll never know the impact that we'll have on other people because, of course, we'll never know what made them feel like it was a big moment. Yeah. It, because they may never tell you. There may never come a time that that comes up. But I, I think it's always important to show up the best you can. So then that way, no one ever questions that, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, again, I've talked before that one of my favorite movies and my favorite one of my favorite books is The Five People You Meet in Heaven. Mm-hmm. And thinking that the five people that are going to meet you at the end that are the most influential people that are going to take you back on your journey in the movie, it makes perfect sense when you watch it or when you read the book that, you know, two of those people had died before he was even born. Okay, how is that possible that Mm -hmm. those can be, you know, that, that always makes me think of how am I showing up? Where is my influence that I don't know? Because people are always paying attention. And the people that are the biggest, those big moments, you know, I think at the end, you don't necessarily know what those are going to be. But do you think it's important for people to actually let you know? I mean, because as I sit here and I contemplate it, and oftentimes we don't discuss those big moments that was for us that may have not been that big of a deal for you, let's say. Mm -hmm. But do you think it's important for the person to go, you know, I just, I want you to know I really appreciated this. It really meant a lot to me. And again, I know that us, and maybe mm-hmm. us are like, oh, it's no big deal. Don't even worry about it. But do you think it's important for people to really kind of come out of that shell? And it, it might sound corny or it might be weird or it might feel uncomfortable, but would it be okay if we started working more on that as a people, as a society or community? Oh, I think absolutely, because I think gratitude is really the best place to live your life in a, in a state of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And when you're sharing those moments with somebody, you're expressing gratitude for that moment. And if that person is not a big deal for them, and we've also done the whole uh, resistance to receiving, right? Right, right? Some of the greatest gifts that we could ever give are being gracious receivers. So receiving that information and receiving it with a sense of gratitude. They're sending it with a sense of mm. gratitude. We could receive it with a sense of gratitude of, oh, instead of saying, oh, yeah, no, that was no big deal. Well, obviously it was a big deal. So accepting that what you might not think was a big deal actually was. 
and appreciating that in yourself that, wow, okay, something that I thought meaningless was very meaningful, I think keeps us in a better place of gratitude in the moment by constantly reaffirming those little things do matter. But if we don't tell those people those little things matter, just like we don't tell people I love you, we don't tell people I appreciate you. And, and sometimes it is weird, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. it's taken out of context and people are like, oh, or she's hitting on me. No, right. I'm just expressing gratitude for you because you bring something to my life that is very positive, that is very powerful. That doesn't mean that there's some romantic intention behind it. Mm-hmm. It means that I'm grateful for this moment. If we could stay in that state and yes, share it, but I think sharing it sometimes is easier than receiving it. And that's a great point when you're saying, oh, it's no big deal. Like we're now downplaying because it's almost like a reactive thing that we do. Yeah. When somebody goes, man, I just really appreciate you doing, oh, it's no big deal. Like you, be quiet. I don't want to minimized, talk about it. <laughs> we've just minimized their feelings. Exactly. And, and, and that's not our intention. No, no. Because but we kind we of want to move on from it, right? right we just but like, we have. <laughs> But we need to let them have that moment. Yeah, we need be- to let them be able to express that. Well, because the they moment. built up the courage to actually tell yeah. you that, and we just kind of like minimize it, not intentionally, like you said. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think that's a fair point. So when somebody actually comes up and starts talking to you, if you're one of those people out there, I think it's really important that you take that moment, like, and you find a way to respond to that. Listen to what they say and go. You know what? Thank you. I I really appreciate it. Or whatever. And, yeah. and even acknowledge, wow, I, I didn't think that was that big of a deal. But, wow, I'm really glad that I did that. I'm, or I'm really glad that you responded that way. And, man, how can I do more of that? Right. Because I think that was what it would lead to, too. How do I do more of it, whatever it is? Right. Because we all want to be part of a winning team, right? We all want to, we all want to make people feel good. <laughs> and if we did something that made people feel good and felt, made people feel appreciated... And they then, in turn, felt it deep enough and important enough to express it to us. I think we would do more things that were positive and happy in the world. There you go. If we actually embraced it both ways. Little tidbits for you. So if you are the person receiving it or if you're the person giving it, try to be authentic with it on both ends. Exactly. And and understand that. It, it is important in the process for both sides to express it, be in a place of gratitude, but to accept it with a sense of gratitude as well. That's a great way to put it. Yes, yeah. I agree with you. I, I, did, I did this on my own. I didn't intend on doing a show on this in the beginning. I just, this was important to me. And so I thought, you know, what is out there on how can you stay in that moment? How can you live your life to the fullest? And I actually found a lot out there of research and suggestions from professionals on how do you go about to live your life to the fullest? Mm, Okay. A ton of stuff out there. So I took some of the big ones and I thought we could talk about those and to give you ideas of on that giving and receiving, what are some of those things that do make a difference and how can you jumpstart that, right? How can you initiate that in your life of being this person that sees the moment? Okay, I like uh, that, it. That, that, that the gentleman in the story is talking about. How can you be the taxi driver that actually sees it? Because you've got to be aware, you've got to be in the moment to be able to do that. Right. So the first one was a smile to a stranger. Talk we about talk about it all the time. Yeah. That is free. It is a sense of love <laughs> as we talk about compassion and empathy and just seeing a person, acknowledging them for the place that they hold on the planet, that 
is has nothing to do with anything else in your life. It's it's easy. Right. And it makes a difference. When someone is seen, then they have a place for a moment. And you we go moment to moment. So if you can give just like this woman gave this taxi driver a moment, you can give a stranger on the street a moment just by smiling, just by holding the elevator. You don't have to give them money. You don't even have to talk to them. Just by acknowledging that you see them. I got to tell you, I've been working on that because I think every town, every city has where the people are standing at the end of a roadway or a crossway, basically asking for money. And so I have been trying to work on the fact of to make eye contact with them. Oftentimes I found myself, you know, looking straight ahead, Mm -hmm. not ever acknowledging anything. It's very uncomfortable because, you know, then they're going to come over and ask for money, blah, 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 the hundred things that go through your head. So I've been really trying my hardest to just acknowledge that they're there. And some folks, I got to tell you, they find it equally as odd when you wave at them. Yeah. Like, you know, like somebody just acknowledged me. Right. And yeah, that's, so, but that's true because they're not seen. Right, right. Yeah. So I have been working on that part of it. To smile at a stranger, to wave at a, a person. So, you know, you can do it. It takes practice. I'll be honest with you. Right. It takes practice. But it can be done. Live every day as a fresh start. Okay, mm. that's hard. I'm, nah, I'm not yeah, good I was going to say that. I'm not, I'm not good at that. So, uh, some people do really well with this, of just blowing off yesterday and saying, okay, I'm not going to bring the disappointments with me, and I'm today's a whole new day. Uh, <laughs> I struggle, I struggle with that. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a reset button all that no, well. So I, really I, that, I think that wouldn't be a hard one to do. But, but I could definitely see how you would live your life to the fullest if you could do that. I Yes, I could see where you could <laughs> um, do that. Yeah, I struggle big time with that. <laughs> we talked about the small gestures of kindness, uh, the smiling to a stranger on the street, but there's all kinds of ways that you can do that. And that's very subjective to, you know, your life situation of right. where you can do that. I mean, I know it's hard right now, but, you know, things that... When you could do small gestures, maybe you're a great baker. And, you know, taking some baked goods to some friends that you can't are quarantined right now might be something you could do as a suggestion. But well, there's whole businesses that are popping up now based on (laughs) you know, on volunteer organizing volunteers for baking cookies that they're taking to um, hospitals and fire stations. I heard about that. I mean, there's a, a whole thing on that oh, of, wow. of organizing volunteer groups that just do baking, that just go to first responders. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a great idea. If you guys can get in some kind of organization that does that, that's small, but it's significant. That's right. Any, any gesture of kindness that you can give to anybody is going to go a long way, mm-hmm. especially now. Again, seeing them, acknowledging them is, is, is really just so important absolutely um another one of how you live your life to the fullest related to music okay because music really does ground people it does and it helps you stay connected and it uh, does music is just phenomenal on what it can do for you well i think it's odd because i got to tell you one of the things about music i find what most people is is that they find them their kind of music that they like might be embarrassing and I find that very strange, and I don't know why I find mm. that very strange. But, like, you'll see people, they'll be listening to a song from when they were a kid, and then they'll, like, turn it down, or <laughs> they'll try to turn it, and they're like, yeah, I don't care. You know, if you really like this song, blare it. <laughs> I don't right. care. But, hey, but you, there are people out there. So if you love your music, 
love your music. What a, it's yeah. okay. I pretty much stay on the eighties. I do. If, if the eighties <laughs> is bad, I'll click it back one to the seventies. And uh, if that's bad, then I usually put on the CD. Well, I gotta <laughs> but, tell uh, you, I usually stay in the seventies <laughs> or the eighties. I'm at the eighties. I might get nostalgic and go to the seventies and get all crazy and go maybe to the nineties. For a minute, and then I'm back to the 70s. So there you go. I mean, we're in sync when we come to that. But yeah, if you love your music and it grounds you, it gives you excitement, gets your body up and working, go right. for it. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. That was a way that it was listed to live your life to the fullest is enjoy your music. There you go. The next is a picnic. I thought okay. this was interesting, and I thought more. I thought about it. We've never been on a picnic. Um, really, we should no. go on a picnic then, because uh, I I have done a few picnics, and I can sit here and give you detail after detail about the picnic. So the picnic, that small gesture of a picnic, was a big deal. So the quintessential. Yep. The, you go with a big blanket or whatever it is. And, yeah, or some version of that. Yeah. And, yeah, it, and just sit and in nature and with somebody that you care about or some buddies that you care about and have a picnic. It is. I, I, I did one several months ago and um, we swung on the swings and um, went to some covered bridges and there, there were three of us and we had this really nice little picnic and it. I would have never done it had it not been suggested to me. And it was during the pandemic, mm-hmm. so it was a way to, you know, get out in nature and social distance, and um, it is one of my fondest memories over the last year. Okay. Well, there you go. So, five minutes of deep breathing. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> <Yes>. like meditation. <laughs> I know. We, we said we're not big <laughs> meditators, but just breathing deep, right? It said, talked about just taking deep breaths helps to increase the blood flow and calm you down and can re- really help to stay in the moment, whether that be meditation or just taking deep breaths. Okay. Uh, an embrace that lasts just a little longer than usual. Absolutely. Okay. And that doesn't have to be in romantic settings, right? It could be just with one of your six people, somebody you really care about, especially now with, you know, mask ups, social distance. Mm-hmm. If you can get in a play, I'm not a big hugger, but I can tell you that hugs have become far more important to me now than they were a year ago. And I'm still not a big hugger, but I got to tell you, I remember you doing research on this. Wasn't there like, if you embrace somebody for 12 seconds longer than, I I can't remember the exact research that was done Mm -hmm. on it, but it was like significant what it did to your body. Right. It actually physiologically makes you healthier. Yeah. Physical (laughs) connection. Which is tough right now. It is. And it's really tough for touchy-feely, huggy people. Mm -hmm. I know it's tough for me, and I'm not a touchy-feely, huggy person, (laughs) and it's tough for me. So I can't even imagine those guys out there that really um, live in this space that have just been, you know, your big extroverts, too, that have been really um, shut down. It it has to be extraordinarily emotionally difficult. Yes, absolutely. So if you get that opportunity to embrace just a little bit longer, take it. There you go. Be true to who you are. Absolutely. I don't, you can't, I don't think you can live your life to the fullest. Number one, if you are not authentic and you're not transparent and you are not real. Yeah. If you're not, you can't, you don't have a life. You don't have a fullest. You're living somebody else's life or you're living in a box mm-hmm. and that is not living your life. And I think it's really hard for most people to do that. I, I think most people, you always meet the representatives, you never meet them. And so I, I think it's one of those things that we continually have to work on as a society is being true to yourself 
Yeah, I agree. The more authentic you can be, uh, the happier you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Once you break that mold, right? If you're somebody who doesn't live in that space, it's going to be really, really tough. But once you change your choices and once you change to be where you can just breathe, you're going to be much happier. Yeah. And your in your life is going to be much fuller because of it. Yep. Well, this next one I think is really interesting because a beautiful sunset or sunrise. Now, I've done both. Mm-hmm. And it beautiful, don't get me wrong, but I don't ever remember it being life-altering for me. I can see where it is. Or maybe I didn't see a beautiful one like I think I did. <laughs> well, I can tell you, there's there's a few that I are very significant to me. That really? I can, yeah. The sunrise in St. Croix, that is a magical place to watch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. It coming up over the water. Ecuador, I've never seen that. When I go to Ecuador and watch it come up um, over the water. And uh, in Belize, it was fun because on one side of the island, you could watch it come up. And the other side of the island, you could watch it go down at the end of the day. <laughs> so that, that was kind of nice. But yeah, Newfoundland. Newfoundland has amazing sunrises and sunsets. But we've had some beautiful ones here. When the, you know the sky turns purple and pinks, and the, it's magical. It's a moment. But I, I agree. I don't know that everyone um, yeah. is, is a moment. But I think you can definitely have moments that uh, you can do a sunset or sunrise. Uh, you know, a beginning of a new day, or metaphysically, or the ending of a bad day yeah, and that's true. then th- and think of it in that way of metaphorically this is going to be an end or a beginning to something new something beautiful and appreciating this new day there you go so i think that that would definitely help live life to the fullest well i think the next one definitely needs to be on the list 10 minutes with an animal now i find it interesting that it's just 10 minutes but i don't know anybody that really is into animals that can you spend 10 minutes with them? It's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, right. seriously, you just get so much. They give you so much joy, right? I mean, they're, no, <laughs> they're uh, little absolutely. bundles of it. And, you know, again, a puppy can be a challenge after 10 minutes. <laughs> um, but absolutely, that, at least for me, I can, I can say, again, 10 hours and I'm, and I'm happy. You know? Right. They just bring the joy <laughs> to your life. And it, it says animal, so it doesn't say family pet either so i thought that was an interesting take it just said 10 minutes with an animal but i think that animals are life They're like babies mm-hmm. right babies are just you know you want to squeeze them and they smell different and they're mm-hmm. just they're just life skin's very soft yeah, yeah it's, i think it's, that that's the same kind of thing you know spending time with an animal or, or just observing watching them even in their natural setting i think is very powerful and can really help to appreciate the moment right and i think that's what the fullness is coming from is appreciate how do you these things are how do you take the moment and appreciate the moment um rather than think what if think next time oh okay yeah we've talked about this a lot that whole perception of failure it just kills you right it does every time you can't live your life to the fullest when you're living in regret or you're living in the past you're living in something that didn't work you're living in the what if what should have been what could have been um, and it's never going to be any of those things. No, but yeah, exactly. And um, again, we all get stuck there, right? We all have moments. So we all have things that we look back and think, what could I have done different? Um, but that's the next time, really, isn't right. it? It is. I think it is. I think it, how can you take that into the Yeah, next because time? I mean, if you think... How can you do it better? How can you do it different? And it may not be with the same person, may not be with the same job, may not be with the same problem. Mm-hmm. But how can you learn from the what if? And take it into the next time. Yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it because it really you're just analyzing the problem and coming up with a solution. So thinking about the what ifs, never going to change, but the next time can. 
exactly. change. Yep, implementation and differently, I think, is, is vitally important. Right. So the next one is live in alignment with your purpose. You know, we've talked about this a lot mm-hmm. because if you're outside of your purpose, it it's just out of sync. Right, and, and we can change purpose to a lot of things. If, if you're, we talk a lot about, you know, my, my pet peeve with school, right, mm-hmm. and education is that we focus on what you're bad at, right? You need to work at what you're bad at. If, if you focus on your weaknesses all the time and try to make your weaknesses your strength, you will never be more than mediocre ever <laughs> because they are not your God-given strengths, right? Mm-hmm. Your purpose is your purpose. Your purpose is going to come out of your strengths. It is never going to come out of your weaknesses. You know, if you are not a math person, but you want to be an accountant, uh, good luck <laughs> with that, right? You know, you, your strengths should dictate your purpose, and your purpose is going to change. Your purpose is going to going to mesh, and it's going to change a hundred times over your lifetime, probably based on your circumstances, your age, your wisdom, what opportunities you have. But your purpose comes out of your strengths. So aligning with your strengths, aligning with your six people that are there to protect you and keep you safe and keep you going and aligned in the right direction, mm-hmm. rather than you know aligning yourself with people that are going to pull you off the rail a little bit. Those are all going to be ways that are going to help you live life to the fullest by maximizing your strengths and fulfilling your purpose at the moment on the platform that you've been given at whatever time that is. There you go. And that changes over time. So the next one we're looking at is stop putting life on hold, which we all do. But yep. man, I tell you, I have, you have witnessed it. I have witnesses. How many people put their entire life on oh, hold? Oh, there are people who die and have never lived the, a day right. of their life. I that mean, the pause button has been sitting there for decades. They, and it usually comes from the what if, should have, should, coulds, mm-hmm. was, was, all those things that happened in the past that you made choices that are now affecting your present and mm-hmm. your present is never in the present. Right. <laughs> you know, you're fretting over the future. You are worrying about the future. You are what ifing in the past. And you never embrace the moment. So, I mean, you're not even living, let alone living no. your fullest. You're not even living in the living a moment, let alone living to your fullest. Yeah, you're just existing. At and that, that that's no place to be. It isn't. Life and is supposed to be lived. It's supposed to be experienced. It's supposed to be fun. Yes, you know. I mean, if you wake up every morning and living in the past or worrying about the future... Woo! Which Take is your funny, life a plug pose. for uh, Margaret Owens that we're going to play her that's song right. here in a minute is that <laughs> her song, Nobody Gets a Dance for You, is also, that's the name of her CD it's on, is it's supposed to be fun. So, mm. There you go. Creating a bucket list. Like it. That uh, that was one of the things that Santa talked about, right? And mm-hmm. one of our Christmas shows is creating a bucket list that helps you keep uh, moving in the right direction. Keeps you focused. Forgiving. Absolutely. You can't can't live your life to the fullest if you are fretting and being upset over something that's happened in the past or somebody has done something to you. Forgiveness is always about you. It's never about them. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But seek professional help if you need to, but you have got to move on with your life. Yep, exactly. Uh, Letting go of relationships that don't serve you. Absolutely. That's still still tough. Easier said than done, but essential. You can't be the fullest when somebody's not... Dragging you down. Yeah, when somebody's not helping you to be your best, you can't be your best. No, and and that could be family. That could be anything. Some things that you can't necessarily... Absolutely. And you can't necessarily get away from right at the moment, but work your way around it and get... I mean, I don't want to say get rid of people like that in your life, but 
Manage them. Manage them. That's a great yeah, way of putting it. Best. Taking a walk in the woods, we talked about that. Getting in nature mm-hmm. uh, is always going to benefit you um, physiologically as well as emotionally. Oh, yeah. Lots of research on that. Yeah. Lots of research. Write a letter to your future self. Huh. I've seen this time, time and again, but I've never actually done it. I never I, have I either. Can, I can see the benefit to it, especially if you read it in that future time. It'd be, what if you didn't get whatever you wanted done? That'd be like sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one I think is vitally important, and that's keep learning. Yes. You are not going to be your fullest, your best self if you are not a constant lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to sit and read a book every day. It just means learn something new every day, which yeah. means embracing the failures because the more you're going to embrace learning, the more you're probably going to feel like a failure. So right. you really have to embrace learning. And you got to embrace learning in the things that you're interested in because very, yeah. it's very hard. Well, I'm going to learn something about physics. Well, do you like physics? No. Well, right. <laughs> right. Chances you, of you learning something about it is very small. And it being interested in sticking with and sticking it in your mind and keeping it there. Right. right. <laughs> One of the, the last ones, too, was to help others live their best lives. Oh, I agree. Yeah. That's part of being one of your six people or being one of somebody else's six people is to help them be better. Well, imagine the taxi driver. He did. He helped her live a short amount of moments. Yeah. And, you know, for her best lives. I mean, it was like, and it in turn gave him a better life. That's exactly more right. perspective. Yeah, that's very powerful. I, I think these are great. I think these are wonderful ways that you can sit there and really think about the way if you were that taxi driver, how would you have reacted? Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because we are that taxi driver all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. Uh, with our kids, with our spouse, with the people in our life, with our coworkers, we are that taxi driver. Yeah, in their it, moments, and and do we help them through their moments? And we should we, help them. Do we see their moments, and do we see again? Can we reciprocate that appreciation mm-hmm. of the moment? Absolutely. So when we're moving on with this, these things that we need to be present for, right? So you have to be present to see these things and you have to let people in your life to experience them. Yeah, that's what we talked about, right? You have to, it has to be reciprocal. Relationships are reciprocal. So you have to see the moment. You have to live in the moment. Right. To be able to reciprocate that moment. Well, I guess you got to be able to first recognize the moment, right? Well, I I think that's the whole piece in this, that this gentleman actually saw the moment. Right. Seized the moment. He, when, as soon as she, he, she said hospice, he flipped the thing off and was present. <laughs> That's true. He How was. many times, what do we need to flip the meter off to be present? Yeah, in your own life. In your I own mean, life. What, what is it that, you, instead of putting it on autopilot, what are the things that could snap you back in to say, right. you know, I need to be present for this? Yeah, and be vulnerable because a lot of times we don't snip off that meter mm-hmm. because... We don't want to get hurt, right? We hold no, back no. because we don't want to be vulnerable for whatever reason. We miss so many opportunities because we're afraid. We're living in fear that somebody's going to take something or do something or hurt us or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we all do it, right? I mean, you know, sure I think do. that that's one thing Ron Bernard said that in relationships that we are always looking for that moment that and that person that will accept us for who we truly are. And through all of our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And we all strive for that. And, you know, you, you can't find that perfect person. You can find that dog, right, <laughs> that will accept you for everything you're not. But that's a tough place to be. But how many times do we not appreciate the moment and that we miss the moment? Uh, we have regrets around those moments. 
because we weren't present and we didn't shut off the meter and have that time or that experience, that interaction, that reciprocal moment with other people. Right. And I think it comes down to it, sometimes it's a thing that we don't want to be hurt or held back. I mean, sometimes it could be as simple as you don't want to be bothered with it. You well, know, that's true. Because you're tired. You don't have time. You're in a rush. You got to do this. You got to do that. Mm-hmm. You have a deadline. And, and that's real. And we're not saying that's not real. And sometimes right. you can't be present for everybody all the time. But those people that we're talking about living your life to the fullest, the choices that you're making to live your life to the fullest, what do you need to cut out to be able to do that? Absolutely. And because as the, he said, right, life may not be the party that you hope for, but while we're here, we might as well dance. Yes. Your dance is your dance. It's not someone else's, and it's not by somebody else's choices. It's by your choice. So let's let's end here, and okay. I want to play my friend's song. Again, margaretowens.com. You can go onto our website. You can go onto a YouTube. She's got great stuff on YouTube. And I wanted to play her song because I think that it really does say everything that we've talked about and that nobody gets to dance for you. Make your own choices. Make your own life. Live it to the fullest and dance the best that you can because it really is like the taxi driver, right? It really is your choice to turn off the meter or not. It is your choice to honk and leave or it is your choice to help the old woman to the car and give her a moment that enriches your life far more than it did hers at the moment. Absolutely. Go out of your body space go out of the atmosphere out of the galaxy go out of this universe and when you're there take a look back words tell me if you still care about all your troubles and how big they are can you still see them gazing at them so far away from reality Define it, it's all just an energy. You may need to realign it, cause nobody gets to dance for you, nobody makes your dreams come true. But you get to, yes, you get to, and nobody's gonna light the way, nobody brings a brighter day. But you get to, you get to. Stronger than struggle, larger than pain. You're wiser than worry, more powerful than circumstance. Admit that you're in for it, you can't get it done. This life's but a moment, and you will go on and on. Those things that you're reaching for, they need your belief. Stir up your faith just a bit.
Well, there you have it. A great song. Listen to it over and over if you have to. Definitely, if you buy her CD, buy her CD. Yeah, definitely. Download so, it. <laughs> yeah, it is a great song. So, so we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January first, twenty twenty-two, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.